0: The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I just want to share with you a story that was brought down from Rabbi David Asher. And uh, we're doing this for Stories to Inspire. Just another story to be inspired by. So, Giveret Cohn is what we're going to call her. Obviously, this is not really her name. Giveret Cohn was a poor widow who lived in Elad with no real source of income. She had several children, and she struggled to raise them on her own. Very hard, very difficult. It's already difficult for the regular people. Regular marriages, they both have jobs, difficult. And it was one day when her suffering became too much to bear, she traveled to the home of Chacham of Vadya Yosef. And there she was, re- she was greeted by the Rav's Gabbai, and, and she begged and begged, said, please, I am a broken-spirited person, downtrodden. I need to speak to the Rav for a moment. I really need to get in. I don't know what the line is. I need to get in. So the Gabbai brought her in, and soon she found herself standing in front of her Bavad Yosef. She tried to open up her mouth to speak, but she couldn't. She was overwhelmed. A lot of times that happens. You get you like, a, you have a whole plan what to say, and you burst out crying. And she's crying and crying. And while she was crying, she found Koech to just pour out her troubles, describing the hardship that she faced. Specifically, Parnosa, to make ends meet. I have children. It's just, it's impossible. It's really impossible. And I need help. And she said, I did not come for a bracha. I'm not here to get a bracha from you, I'm here to get money. I'm here for financial help. I can't do it anymore. This is the most pressing need and I really need your help. So the Rav listened intently and she said, maybe you could speak to somebody on my behalf. I just can't walk out of here without money. I can't. He said, don't worry. And I'm going to help you out personally. Don't worry. And he filled up an envelope with money and right away the woman mm-hmm. calmed down. She was able to collect herself a little bit and and Rabavadu said like this. He said, this is for right now. He said, I want you to come back every single month. Every month. This is one of the, the busiest, busiest Rabavadu Thousands of people, unbelievable. And he said, I'm going to come every single month and I'm gonna have an envelope. I'm gonna remember you. I'm gonna have an envelope for you. But don't tell anybody about this. Okay, this is private. Don't don't tell people that oh I'm getting it from my One month later she came back and the money came and it was a tremendous relief for her. And again she felt like she was back into it. She's a mother and you know, still there's things going on, it's a sad life, a widow. But at least she was like she felt like she was accomplishing she had the parnasa and she was going and this one on for how many years? Not for one year, not for two years, Rabbi I say, For seven years. Seven years every month he made sure to give her that envelope every month. And then the unthinkable happened, then Rabbi Vali Yosef was nifter. Now the Rav's passing when he was nifter was tragic for the entire Klayushal. He was one of the G'dayle Hadar, holding up the foundations of the world, right? Remember when Agadil is alive, his tayara, everything's whole it holds up the world. So when they're nifter, literally there are pillars that are holding up the world that go away. And the whole world was affected. The whole world was affected. However, for her, it was like the impact was, was not, not, not to be believed. Like, okay, now what? I have no other way to provide It's not like I was working on myself these years, and that's what it, my, my support was. Now what does I do. What is, what's what's going to be? And for a short while, her family, again, lived on the very, very basics, and eventually it was impossible. After five months, she could not do it. She boarded a bus to Shalayim, and she went to his kever. And the same thing. She went there, she was about to start speaking, and she couldn't speak. She burst out crying. She said, I can't. I can't do it. Three hours. Three hours she cried in Davinder. She finished the entire Sefer Tehillim. Finally, she took a bus back home. Drained, exhausted, just unbelievable. She gets home and she collapses. Falls into a deep sleep. In her dream, Rabbi Yusuf comes and he says, Stop crying. In a dream, Rabbi Yusuf, after he was nifter, stop crying, he said, very gently. He said, Don't worry. I'm going to continue helping you. I will continue helping you after my passing. Just like I did when I was alive. Okay? On Thursday, this Thursday, there's going to be a brismila. mila. Okay, isn't a dream? True story. This Thursday at 1 p.m. in Beis Israel, in some hole, there's going to be a bris milah. You're going to find a man whose name is Shalom. You're going to go over to him and you're going to tell him, I sent you. Bavad Yosef sent me to you. She woke up like a little bit scared. Like, was that Navu? Like, what in the world was that? a little bit of relief, like now she has a mission, and didn't tell anybody about this. Okay, Thursday arrives, she makes her way to Yushalayim, and she goes to the Baisy Hole Hall before one o'clock, and now she's like, okay, she sees people coming for her bris, she's like, okay, whoa, whoa. Like he, he knew about, clearly knew about the bris. She walks inside, and she goes into the ladies' section, and she starts asking people, like, do you know who this shalom is? Do you know who this shalom is? And sure enough, just like Rabbi Vadyas have said, he was there. She walks over, and she says, You're not going to believe me, but I'm telling you everything I'm saying is the truth. And she told her story to this person, the first time ever meeting him. And then I went to the kever and I dove, and then I cried, and this and that, and then I went home, I collapsed, and then he came to me in the dream. And he said that there's going to be a bris, and I should meet somebody, Shalom. So you're that, Shalom. That's what I was told to tell you. When she got to the part about the bris, Shalom fainted, or nearly fainted, I should say. In his younger years, Shalom used to help Rav Yosef spread through the radio. And the Rav once gave him a bracha that he should have a lot of Parnassah. By the way, the bracha of of Talmud in work. And it came true, and he became a very wealthy man. And he said, I'll be honest, I don't know anybody at this press. <laughs> I'm only here because Rabbi Yosef came to me in a dream and told me to come this Thursday also. And said, I should wait for somebody who's going to come over to me, a widow. He became very emotional. He became very emotional. So he said, tell me, how much did Chacham give you every month? So she said, she, he gave me 4,000 shekel every month. 4,000 shekel for seven years, Rabbi Say. He said, from now on, I'm going to give you 4,000 in a month on behalf of Rabbi Vady Yosef and 4,000 on myself. So you're going to be getting 8,000 shekel a month from now on, as long as I'm here. That's the story. True story, Rabbi Say. So what's the lesson here? There are so many lessons here. So many lessons. The first lesson is just the godless." The godless of our Gadalam. They care about everybody. They remember. And they care and come back every month. Don't, don't tell anybody. No, no. Tell everybody. Tell them it was me that gave you the money. I, know. Yeah, I want everybody to... No. Don't tell anybody. Let me give you... I might even tell you... Eh, 4,000 shekel. You also see something else. That after somebody's nifter, they could still help. A Qadosh Baruch Hu gave you an opportunity to do a mitzvah. HaGadosh Baruch Hu gave Rabbi Yosef this opportunity. And he did it. Sakadish allows even after that it continues. You, you never know how far things go. When you do certain things, you never know how far things go. I'm sure there are many other lessons here, but I don't want to spoil it for you. Listen to the story and think about it yourself. What does the story tell you about our Gedalim, about our nation, about our Creator, about our Father in Heaven? Our Father in Heaven also cares about every widow. Let's just appreciate the Gedalim that we have, appreciate our Abayim appreciate the mitzvah of tzedakah, appreciate all this, so many different things over here. And try to live up. Like when we hear these type of stories, okay, it stands for the gedolim. No, that could be for you also. You could also do something small, on a much smaller level. Be there for somebody. Call somebody once a month, right? Somebody that you know needs a call. If there's a widow that you could visit, go, just do something small, because you never know what where that could take you. What that mita, kenegimida could be. Rabbi said, when you have an opportunity, an opportunity to do a mitzvah, something in this world to bring more light to the world, jump on it. And if we all do this, who knows? Who knows what could happen? Who knows how much the world could change? Who knows maybe the action that I'm doing will bring Mashiach? We always say this, you never know if that one thing you did is the thing that brought Mashiach or the one thing you didn't do that you could have done could have brought Mashiach. So grab the opportunities that come your way. I wish I have a wonderful week. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories inspire.org.